In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Father, we come before you as we read this passage. We, we, we see so many things already. That there was a beginning for us and that there's a creator for us who created all things. And so as we come before you, we ask that you would help us this morning. That you would show us just how magnificent you are. That you would reveal yourself to us. Our hearts are very slow and so we need your help, God. We thank you that you have sent your helper to help us understand your word. And we pray this in your son Jesus' name. Amen. We have started a series where we are looking closely at the gospel. And if you remember, there are five main words that we are following through this series. God, man, redemption, renewal, and glory. These five words are guides or arrows to help and point us to the story of the gospel. The gospel is defined as good news. Good news. Good news. And often, our flesh, fallen angels, and the world aim to put the good news out of our minds. They want to throw mud on the window of our hearts to present or prevent us from seeing the beauty of the good news. And when you start living with mud-covered windows, you start imagining what the view looks like instead of experiencing the view for yourself. Don't you see this clear desire for good news in the 21st century? Or am I the only one? How often are you met with the painful reality of bad news, evil news that takes place in our city, our state, our country, this world? You know, I've talked with many of you who say at times you need to take a break from listening or watching or reading the news. Why? Because it's saddening, it's depressing. It reminds you of the bad. And what your heart is longing for is good news, not bad. And this is what the heart of all 21st century men and women long for. Good news, not bad. This is why God as creator, is good news for us. <laughs> this is what I hope that we'll see this morning. 
is that because God is the creator of everyone and everything, we should worship Him. And we'll see this in three ways this morning. The first is God as creator. The second is man worships the creation. And the third is that Jesus creates new hearts. The first thing that you should notice about this passage, about our creator, is that he is infinite. In the beginning, our passage starts out with. This is why last week we started out with God's foreverness. We read the prayer of Moses from Psalm 90, before the mountains were brought forth or ever you had formed the earth and the world from everlasting to everlasting, you are God. Why would we start here? Because God being eternal reveals to us his perfect power. The God that is being spoken of in the Bible is the all-powerful God. Meaning that nothing in this universe can match his power and his might. If you were to think of the most powerful source on this planet, you might think of the atomic bomb. At least that's what we've been told. And yet, Scripture tells us in Psalm 46 that the God of the Bible can utter his voice and this earth will melt away. So you may be wondering why God's power matters in creation. Well, it matters because it takes a powerful being to create Our passage says, in the beginning, God created. It is the beginning which God creates. Which means, he starts out with nothing. Think about this. God has nothing in the beginning to go off of or to create with. This tells us two things about God. The first is that God is a creative God. And the second is that God creates in his own power. When you leave this building this morning, look around you and see the beauty of this world. God created it. He created it out of his own imagination, out of his own thought, out of his own creativity. He did not need inspiration outside of himself. Let me try to illustrate it like this for us. An artist woke up one morning and he thought to himself, I need inspiration, and so he goes for a walk. And as he goes for a walk, He sees the most beautiful field. And while this artist looks at the field, he notices that the sun is hitting the field just right, that is allowing all of the flowers, all of the colors of the flowers to pop. Immediately he turns around and he starts to run home because he has inspiration. He thinks to himself, I have to get home as fast as I can to capture this on my canvas with my paints. 
The artist needs inspiration. As humans, we need inspiration to make something. But as God existed before time itself, there was nothing besides him. And God does not need inspiration outside of himself to create anything. Out of God's own creativity, he creates. Which should cause you to think about the power that God has in creating. God needed no supplies or tools like a canvas or a paintbrush or even paints. Let me illustrate the greatness of this truth in this way. The greatest inventor, she may make great inventions, but she knows that she cannot create the greatest inventions. Why? Because she needs things that already exist to make the thing that she wants to invent. God did not need things to create things. If you look at the whole creation account, you will see that he spoke. And when he spoke, creation appeared. God did not need a palette of choices to create like an artist. He did not need Legos like a child. God did not see a leaf sitting over in one corner of the universe and bark in another corner of the universe and think to himself, if I put that together, maybe a tree will be created. God spoke tree and thousands of different kinds of trees were created. God is a creative God and a God who does not need power outside of himself to create. And this, the rest of this sentence tells us what God created. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now this is a summary of what God creates. We might think about it or even say it like this. In the beginning, God created everything from heaven to earth and everything in between. What does this mean? It means exactly what it says. Everything that mankind has discovered, everything that mankind will discover, everything that mankind won't discover... God created from the smallest of cells to you and I to the largest of planets. God spoke them into existence because he is a creative and powerful God. Because God is the creator of everyone and everything. We should worship him. We should worship him because he is 
the king of creation. He is the source of life. We should submit to the creator, worship the creator, live for the creator. And yet, we don't. We don't because of what we see so clearly throughout our everyday life. Is that as human beings, we worship the creation rather than the creator. This is what scripture tells us. That mankind exchanged the truth about God for a lie and worshipped and served the creature rather than the creator. The sin in our hearts cause us to worship the creation rather than the creator. And because we worship God's creation, this condemns us. It condemns us to God's just judgment and his penalty or his punishment for us. Now, you may be sitting here this morning and saying to yourself, well, I don't worship animals, trees, or rivers. But that's just not the full act of worship. Worship is what you give your worth to. This, this means that your outward actions are an inward desire to give your worth to something. And what we do with our worship is we give it to the creation. You worship the creation when you look at the creation, believing that the things here on earth will bring you your freedom, will bring you your peace, will bring you your hope. But Scripture clearly tells us only God brings freedom. Only God brings peace. Only God brings hope. But our sinful hearts believe freedom, peace, and hope can be satisfied in creation rather than the Creator. Let me ask you this question this morning. What is it that you put your worth in? Your job? your political party, your sexual identity, your children, your retirement and finances. Let me illustrate it like this. The one who worships the creation is the one who gives themselves over to the creation. It is the man, woman, or child who gives all of their talents, intellect, and resources to that thing. The thing that they think about. Do you want to know how you know when you are worshiping the creation? It's when that thing you give your worth to is threatened, questioned, or taken away. And then you are unable to function. You are led to anger, envy, 
bitterness, resentment, hatred. In this life as humans, we are led to believe that worshiping the creation brings us freedom. brings us peace and brings us hope. But history and the scriptures tell us that worshiping the creation is like a mirage. It really just brings us shame, anxiety, and desperation. Creation is from the creator for mankind to enjoy and use to worship God. But in our sinful hearts, we take God's creation and we worship it. We become slaves to God's creation. And what I mean by this is you are controlled by God's creation. Unable to find freedom from your shame, peace in your anxiety, hope in your desperation. This is why we need Jesus. Because Jesus takes our hard hearts that worship His creation and He creates new hearts within us. Hearts that are free to worship Him. Hearts that have peace with God and hearts that have hope for tomorrow. We desperately need the Creator to release us from worshiping His creation. And how is it that Jesus is able to create new hearts? Because the same One who spoke all things into existence, the the smallest cell, you and I, the largest planet, is the same One who is able to create new hearts. It's Jesus Himself. Jesus is the creator of all things. This is what Paul tells us. That he is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by him all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities. All things were created through him and for him. Jesus can create a new heart in you to worship him. He can create freedom and peace and hope. And how does this happen for us? This happens by trusting in what Jesus has done. Out of Christ's great love for you, He died for you in your place to free you from sin. Although you were created to worship Jesus and didn't, Jesus came to this world and died for his creation at the hands of his creation to bring us peace with God. Jesus, he faced the punishment and judgment that you deserve so that when you trust in him, you can have hope for tomorrow. When you trust in Jesus, the Creator, He will create a new heart in you. He will awaken you to your creation worship so that you are able to confess and repent. He will create in you emotions and affections and desires to worship, follow, and live for Him. 
so that you may be able to live, actually live in freedom and not shame. Peace and not anxiety. Hope and not desperation. God creates you to worship Him. But mankind instead worships His creation. But there is hope. Jesus creates new hearts in those who repent of their creation worship and trust in Him. Because God is the creator of everyone and everything, we should worship Him. How does this look in our lives? First, you can have confidence in God's power to create new hearts. Because of His great power, it does not matter one ounce how great of a creation worshiper you are at this very moment. He can change your heart now, in an instant. It doesn't matter how much you have worshipped the creation in the past. If you trust in Him, trust that He has the power to create and has created a new heart within you. Please, friends, do not let shame keep you from understanding this great truth. That the same God who created everyone and everything is the same one who created a new heart in you. Second, this should lead you to be in awe of Jesus. The creator of everyone and everything humbled himself for your salvation to redeem you and free you. And although you took what Christ made and worshipped in, worshipped it and gave him no credit, Christ still died for you. He still saved you from the wrath. This should lead us to be in awe of Jesus. Third, submit yourselves to the Creator, to the King, to Jesus. Look at Jesus and see what Jesus desires for you. Live for Jesus and see how Jesus wants you to live. Trust that what Jesus wants for you is better than what you want for yourself. Live in such a way where you give your complete and undivided worth to Jesus, your time, your talents, your intellect. What does this tell us about the good news? 
What this tells us about the good news of the gospel is that the eternal God is the creator of everyone and everything. This makes him your creator. This makes him your true king. And because of this, you should worship him. Let's pray. Father, bring us understanding. Help us to see where we have been giving worth to the creation rather than you, where we've been trusting in the things that are created here on earth rather than you. Bring us and create within us a new heart, a clean heart, a heart that beats after our true King, our King, Jesus. Amen.